0: This is Pulse 95.
1: Pulse 95.
0: A story to tell.
1: Pulse 95 live at the IGCF. Discussing
0: a future of better communication for behavioral change and human development. Oh yes, the Pulse 95 team is here. I am Sally Musa. I've been... Uh, excited to be here at IGCF ever since this morning, but I'm welcoming two more voices to the table. Hey, Big House.
2: as everybody. to be here. Wasalam. Great job. Sally Musa, is always uh, joined with the wonderful Anna Schofield. Yes.
3: Thank you. Yeah, this is nice. We're doing some team stuff here at Pulse95. It is awesome. It
0: is brilliant to have you guys here, but we are about to speak to the man who coined the term digital native he's an internationally acclaimed speaker author consultant and practical visionary he promotes civilization level change in education for the world's newly empowered children he's spoken in over 40 countries authored seven books and published over 100 essays his writings have also been translated into a dozen languages mark prensky what an absolute pleasure
2: Assalamu I'm really happy to be here in the heart of Sharjah. Blessings to you, what an incredible, uh, you know, definitely a, an honor to have you sir on on, on, on Pulse95 Radio. Um, if I may, I just want to start with, with you with a question that is right at the core. When it comes to us being better human, how are we able to do that with this age right now?
1: I think that the great challenge in the future for human beings, especially young ones, is not climate change or those are all challenges. It's to integrate with the technologies that are coming down the pike and to become symbiotic with them, to become the new kind of human who's able to integrate the dreams and the compassion and the side that has traditionally been human with all our new capabilities that the machines afford us, which is speed and reliability and many other things.
0: You know, Mark, what's interesting is that you are the first person to, to, as we said, you know, coin that term, digital native. Uh, you know, tell us about how that came to you and, and our relationship so far to technology and what, what you see needs to change.
1: Well, it came to me because I noticed that my employees were doing things differently. They would go online to get answers. They would they would attack the world in, in different ways. But what I really, and some people interpreted that as the kids know more than the adults in terms of technology, which really isn't true all the time. Tell them, tell them, Mr. Yeah. <laughs> but what is different is that they were born into a different culture. And they were born into a digital culture where they are far more uh, capable of doing things that kids could never do before at their age, where attitudes towards privacy and, and many other things are changing quickly. And so, they are the natives of that culture. And they've discovered that they can connect with each other and they can extend their brains. And they're the group that's going to have to move forward as, as the older generation fades out. They're going to have to create this new world that is full of these uh, hybrids.
0: I love this. You know, you're talking about uh, the hybrids, you know, a symbiotic hybrid, in fact, um, what I've heard is, you know, there are those who say that we're like cyborgs now because mm. we can't let go of the phone. Big yeah. house, Anna, you know, yeah. we are always, we've got our phone in our hands. So, you know, it's, a, it's kind of an extension of who we are, not just physically, but mentally as well, right?
1: I agree. And it doesn't make us worse. It actually makes us better. That doesn't mean that everything we do with it is going to be great. Mm. We can distract ourselves, we can play games, and we can even live stream like that, that... Awful person did in New Zealand. I mean, what a horrible thing that was! Yeah. And yet, it was a very integrative use of technology. So we don't want the bad guys to get ahead yeah. of us, just like the porn people always have in terms of that.
2: I just mm-hmm. want to. Um, this is very important what you said, and it feels to me we we're talking about this. Me and Joanna Anna, yesterday. Um, it seems to me that only negative things go viral. Yeah. Why is that? Why, you know, there's a lot of positivity in the world. There's a lot of good things happening in the world. That doesn't really get viral.
1: We need to find ways to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And, and I rely on the kids. And I, I say, when is this generation going to arise and start doing these things? And I, I ask that question, how many positive things are there? So I collect databases of projects that kids have done all over the world that are positive projects. And, and I would love to see this stuff go viral. I blame the media in some ways. Thank you. Because uh, you're welcome. No, I mean, <laughs> this is important that no. you say
2: that. I mean, part of what we do here at 95 yeah. Radio, though, is the uh, Chargers first and only English radio station, is try to give a voice. It feels, especially, sir, in the Arab world, and I'm sure, Sally, you agree, our narrative is being told for us outside. Very much. And I'm sick and tired of that. We need to tell our stories by our own you know, voice. And
1: especially young people. And that's what I say, you know, uh, I mentioned this before. Our kids are not pets. We treat them as telling them what to do. Education is for adults to get the adult story out. We need to listen, not just listen to the kids, but we need to act on what they say and give them power to do things. And if we did that, we would suddenly find that in many cases, things are getting better and we could report them and we could talk about them.
3: So as a mother, a mother of two teens, um, young ones, little ones. And
1: I'm the father of one teen. Amazing, so, uh. <laughs> all right, okay.
3: So if we come at it from, I'm sitting here amazed because you promote technology, whereas as a mother I'm told that my son shouldn't be sitting there on his iPad all the time, he shouldn't be engaging with screens, and it is my son more than my daughter. Um, how do I channel his enthusiasm technology into the good kind rather than just playing computer games, rather than just, you know, throwing it away.
1: Here are the questions that I try to discuss with both my kid and with, with all kids. I said, first of all, I'm, what are your dreams? What are your dreams? What are your interests? What are your strengths? What do, you, what do you want to do? And then what problems do you see in your world, in your local world, in your home world, in your country, in your, in your world, that you want to address, that you think you can address? Now, let's figure out how to do that. Mm -hmm. And we have this great technology that's so powerful to help us do this. So let's go figure it out and do something positive for the world.
3: Amazing.
0: Do you know, uh, it's interesting because, um, you know, you talk about the fact that uh, education really does need to change. You are the founder and executive director of the Global Future Education Foundation Institute. Talk to us about how education does need to change here.
1: Here's my recommendation. The... The academic system, which was very good for certain people for a long time, is not good for everybody anymore. We all know that, and yet it's very hard to change at the margins. So we all struggle to add this and do that. I would leave it alone.
2: I don't want to interrupt you. Keep that train of thought. But why is it hard to change?
1: It's hard to change. It's because it has developed these antibodies, it's like the body, where our cells change constantly, but we're the same person, and the. There are so many people who are invested, they're invested with their careers, their time, their money, their knowledge, that they don't really want to change it. And it's mostly on the adult side. But what we can do, and this is just a a fairly recent thought of mine, is that we can set up a parallel system. We can set up an accomplishment track, just like we've set up vocational tracks and other things in the past, where those people who don't want to sit, like my kid, don't want to sit in a seat for 18 years and listen. They can do things, they can do the kinds Mm, of projects I just talked about, and they can improve their world.
0: We're going to come back in just a moment. We have with us Mark Prensky. Uh, he is the man behind the term digital native. We are talking about the way that education needs to change. His his uh, session is, in fact, tomorrow. So we're getting a little bit of a sneak peek here with you, with Big Haas, with Anna Schofield as well. Uh, lots more to come right here on Pulse 95 Live.
2: Don't go anywhere. This is Pulse 95. Pulse 95. A story to tell
1: depth interviews with
0: game changers and industry experts. Pulse 95 Live from the International Government Communication Forum. Yes, we are continuing the conversation right now with Mark Frensky. He is uh, somebody who's an education and a technology expert uh, talking about how we can merge the two together to really take advantage of both. Because and as you were saying uh, earlier, Mark, and it's not just about, okay, just technology or just about, you know, the whole movement of saying, get rid of it. We need to be thinking about who we are as humans and, and, and you know, connecting and, and that's away from the screens. We have to, to learn to be able to integrate both sides of ourselves because technology, mm. whether we like it or not, is part of our human self now.
1: Yes. And more and more people do like it, although they tend to be of a younger age than some of the older people and they want to be this way. My son is this way. Mm. He comes How home. old is your son? My son is 13. Right. Bless him. He hates school. But What's his name? His name is Sky. Shout out to hey, Sky, Sky, man. Shout yeah. out to from
2: Sharjah, my brother.
1: <laughs> Thank you. And he comes home and he flies jets on his simulator. Big jets all yeah. around the world. And that's that's what he really loves to do.
0: Hang on, hang on. How, how does he how does he fly simulators on his jet all around Be, the world?
1: Because he's got he's got a very fancy mm. uh, computer yeah, set a up with yeah. a with a, yeah. with a wheel and a yeah. and a yoke and a pedals and he can fly yeah. 737s and 787s
2: yeah. and A380s. That's oh. amazing. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. It feels to me that the young generation don't even ask. Uh, I come from the background. I have an autistic son. He's my hero in every single way. He's eight years old and. Every time I see what he's doing, he's in his own world. Yeah. So it feels to me, us, we're making, we're building these walls, so-called walls that I don't like. Um, what What do you tell the people who are trying to build these walls?
1: I, th- I think we have to really listen and watch and pay attention to the young people and not just impose on them what mm. we think is the right thing to do. Uh, they are very smart, they're very capable, they're fully formed people and the more we give them the opportunities and say, "Yeah, what you're doing is really cool, and that's going to somehow affect the world in this way," and let me help you. Let me show you that if you did it this way, it could it could go even further.
2: That's absolutely right. One of the things I'm I'm a big fan of, and I'm sure Sally and Anna would agree, is something called edutainment. It's education and entertainment at the same time. Is that something you know you 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 you're for?
1: Well, I I like entertainment and I I like education, what I'm for is accomplishment. What I'm for is getting something done in the world that's meaningful to you and that's meaningful to others. So that uh, when, when you finish a project, this is what an accomplishment track is. Somebody starts even in kindergarten and they see, you know, the streets are dirty out there. Guess what? You can clean them up. You say, this is not happening the way I want it to. Guess what? You're empowered to make changes even when you're very young. And the more you do that, the more you can point to stuff and say, see that wall that was had all that filthy stuff on it last week? My team, now it's beautiful. And the more you think as a kid that you can do that, mm-hmm. no matter what your background is, no matter how much technology you have in your hands at that moment, the more you think that you personally have the I can virus
2: Mm. You will be good. Can I? I just want to push one.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: go. I'm a big fan of basketball, and I do believe that basketball is life. Just two, three weeks ago, a young girl wrote a letter to a big basketball player. His name is Stephen Curry. I know
1: the story. Uh,
2: And basically, she changed. uh, He only had shoes for boys. Right. But that's why. And then they changed it. They made it, you know, shoes for girls. The power, which is here, Stephen Curry took that. Most of the time, the power doesn't even acknowledge that. That's my main problem. We write, we talk, but we get blocked.
1: And here's the other Steph Curry story, because I'm from that part of the world. Mm. The people have to become unique. And we have traditionally in education said, everybody be the same and learn the same and we'll rank you up on the same four subjects. Steph Curry said, you know what? Everybody plays basketball and shoots and this. I'm going to be the best three-point shooter in the world and I'm going to practice my butt off till I am the best three-point shooter in the world.
2: Is. And he is and, <laughs> which he is.
1: And and that is what I, I tell this to my kid all the time. I say, listen, if you don't become a unique symbiotic hybrid, if if there's something that you can do better than anybody else using the kinds of technology that are out there, that's what's going to guarantee you work in the future. Because that's the only kind of work that's going to be in the future. If two people can do the same thing, a machine can do. Yeah. But if you're unique in how you look at the world and how you bring your 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 human side skills, your machine side skills and put them all together, you're going to be effective. And I think everybody is unique. That's the wonderful part about it, is that we can have eight billion unique people in the world doing things and improving the world if we want to.
3: All right, so we're talking a lot about, about schools and I was reading about you and uh, there's a lovely quote that says, um, how we build a future with schools Children need not schools that exist schools that children need that was a, a term that's used um, if you were going to implement three things immediately if you were given carte blanche and they said all right mark um, let's go you've got three things that you can do in schools to help endorse everything you've just talked about in the last 20 minutes what would they be
1: I don't even know that I need three but the, 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 Brilliant. the, the somebody walks in you walk into school your son walks into school we say what are your dreams What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? My job as a school, as your teacher, is to help you get there. And that, just that attitude. Then we say, well, how can I help you? Let's answer the questions that we talked about before. What are you good at? What do you care about? How can we put that into a project that you'll be proud of having done? And how can we keep doing those projects over and over and over again and find teams and put teams together? And the more you do that, nothing builds self-esteem than
3: accomplishment
0: yeah yeah what you say is so important mark but you that's not what schools look like now at all in fact if a kid comes in and says well i want to do something different because i have this dream they're like told to calm down and <laughs> you know just yeah. sit back down in your seat we've got tests to do you've got you know uh, all of these marks that you need to get for some curriculum that is completely irrelevant so so how do we bridge that gap then?
1: Well, that's why I think we need a separate, a separate track. Mm. I don't think we can bridge that gap incrementally. I think that, that for some people, we just have to say, this we, you, as, I, as your parent, I can say this, as your kid, as a teacher, we want something different as an education. And we want it to be equally good, equally important and rigorous, get you into some kind of a, a tertiary college or whatever it is, and get you into a job with a resume that says, you know what, for the last 18 years I've been accomplishing, I've been doing this, and this, and this, and this, and this. Yeah. And boy, will that get you hired.
2: Mm. I think our perception of success has to change as well. Um, you know, you talked about it, Sally Moussa, and the others. Uh, interviews that you've done here. In the Arab world, doctor, engineer, uh, there's also a certain level of what success is. Um, I mean, I want to tap myself on the back. I've been on the radio mm-hmm. hosting Saudi's first and only FM hip hop radio show in an attempt to change the way people think about hip hop. It's not only hands, gestures, rap stands for rhythm and poetry, and I'm a big believer of that. Ten years down the line, I was able to talk to the founder of hip hop himself. So for, for me, that is you know a great thing. But the powers that may be don't see that as success because it's hip hop.
1: Well, let me, that, that, I'm glad you brought that up because... People, there are a lot of people who say, we have to have STEM, we have to have science and math and technology. Yeah. Then they say, we have to have the arts, we better use the arts. There's only one art that came about in the 21st century that's new, and that's hip-hop and rap. And that did what? Drop the mic right here. Drop the mic. You've just
2: made his day. Mr. Mark <laughs> said it all, ladies and gentlemen, right here at the IDCF. <laughs> the innovation
0: that's- is not there. We need more of that <laughs> that spirit of rap. Oh, he's up. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So Thank what you. can people do, Mark, to get started where they are right now?
1: Okay. There's a group that I strongly recommend that's called Design for Change, dfcworld.org. And if they are very good at helping people who opt in for this, if uh, if it's a parent, if it's a teacher who wants to get started in doing projects, they started in India, they're around the world. Uh, and. They are putting on something at the Vatican, which is really amazing. Wow. Wow. Every year, they have a get-together. Uh, they have a conference like this, but it's all kids. It's the kids who are accomplishing.
2: Kids run on the show. And amazing. next
1: year, 4,000 kids are coming to the Vatican in Novi- this November with the blessing of the Pope to do this. So it's called that I Can. <laughs> very good. <laughs> we need to get that here. Very, very Charge very I good. Can.
0: That's brilliant. Absolutely. That is brilliant.
1: <laughs> and, and you can because I will connect you with it that's great
0: and just one the last question we do have to let you go but you are a, a, of course a, a writer uh, of books yourself um, Sharjah is the world book capital this year which yes. is very big news for us but I want to ask you about the power of books and you know those that have had the biggest influence on you
1: well I read all my books on my on my cell phone on my Kindle I don't <laughs> I, I don't so. I don't okay. do paper anymore More power to you um, but the but Many books have had an influence on me. The two that I look at recently, is one book called Human Accomplishment mm. that shows just how few of the 100 billion people in the world have really built our culture. And and the
2: other book is Thinking Fast
1: and Slow, Daniel Kahneman. Uh, I think they're both brilliant books and, and very important. To
0: understand. Amazing. Man. Uh, Amazing. Can I end
2: with one thing? I want to end with one thing. Our first, and if we can dumb the music a little bit down here, uh, Ray, our first word in the Quran is Iqra, which means read. This is the first order that God gave us as Muslim, is read, as a, as, as a direct order. Sadly, I say this, that we, unfortunately, we don't do that. So I want to take this opportunity to everybody that's sitting in. we got Mark, we got the great Sally Musa, the amazing Anna Schofield. Read, ladies and gentlemen. Read, read, and read. Thank you, Mr. Mark, for being with us on Pulse95 Thank Radio. You. And reading is conversations with smart people. That's it.
3: Amazing. Blessings. Love it. Right Love then. it.
2: This is
0: Pulse 95.
2: Pulse 95.
0: A story to tell.